The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. Today's podcast guest is Jane Fellows. Jane received her bachelor and master's degrees in nursing from Duke University. She attended the Emory University WOC Nursing Education Program and is certified as an advanced practice wound ostomy incontinence nurse. She has done presentations on ostomy and fistula management regionally, nationally, and internationally, and has published chapters in textbooks as well as articles in the Journal of Wound Ostomy Incontinence Nursing. She has served on the WOCN-CB and the Ostomy Guidelines Task Force for the WOCN Society. I am your host, Sarah Warmby. I am a certified wound ostomy continence nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. Today we are going to discuss quality of life with an ostomy, how to manage leakage. How do you see leakage affecting a person with an ostomy's day-to-day life? This obviously has a very negative impact on the person with an ostomy. It leaves them feeling very vulnerable. If they're out in public, they feel embarrassed. And they also um, are likely to have skin problems as a result of this, and it very negatively affects their quality. And what do you see as the most common cause of leakage for people with an ostomy? Well, the causes are very multifactorial, but I would say the most common cause would be they're in a less than appropriate pouch for their body contours and their body function. And um, often making a change to the pouching system will help to solve the problem of leakage. There are other problems where a person does not understand the importance of emptying the pouch regularly, but these are much less frequent than the inappropriate or ineffective pouching system. And related to that most common cause, how do you determine your next steps to manage the leakage? Ideally, I would like to have the person come to the clinic and I would be able to look at how their pouch fits. I would examine them in a lying, sitting, standing, and bending position to see what happens with their body contours as they change position, and then determine what type of pouch may be most effective for them. There are some situations that are very difficult um, to manage with this um, when they have a large peristomal hernia, for instance, and their stoma size actually changes in the various positions. But I need to look at those things um, to determine how best to manage it. If that's not possible, since I do deal with a patient population that comes from a fair distance away, I will ask them to send me pictures, if possible, pictures in the various positions with their pouch on and with their pouch off, and try to determine um, some of the causes. So let's talk about the different product categories for managing the leakage issues we just discussed. So um, can you elaborate a little bit more about accessories and barrier types that she would recommend to help with leakage? If, as frequently happens, leakage has caused skin breakdown, then I might take a different approach if, than if there wasn't any skin breakdown. 
in the worst case scenario where they do have peristomal skin damage and the skin is actually blistered, weeping, or bleeding so that there's moisture there on the skin, I would use um, stoma powder. I might seal it with a skin sealant, a, a no-sting skin sealant. And um, I might also use a ring or a seal to help protect that damaged skin until it is healed. I frequently would look toward putting the person in a convex pouching system if they're not in one. I might consider if they're in a rigid convex system, putting them in a flexible convexity. But um, it would depend on what they're currently using, how I would manage them uh, going forward. But I have to say that many of my leaking issues with an ileostomy are managed with convexity and then other products as necessary. I think another problem that I see is that if people have leakage, they think they should add more either paste, rings, or seals but sometimes that actually raises the level of the wafer so that if the stoma is not a well-budded stoma, they may actually be ha the wafer may actually be um, higher than the stoma itself so that the stoma is um, not able to drain as easily. For those people, I would back off of all of those barrier um, products and try to get them to use just a half of a seal and stretch it around to fit the opening so that they are not um, creating um, a very large barrier between their skin and the wafer. I'm glad you said that because a lot of the times um, that I actually saw in my practice too, patients are very quick to add more and more products yeah, exactly. and that can actually lead to more issues. So. Um, taking it a step back, saying, you know, we really want to keep this simple for you. We just kind of have to figure out what uh, maybe a different pouching system or maybe one accessory instead of, you know, 10. So. When, a, when a patient calls on Friday afternoon and they tell me they've had leakage problems and they start describing what they've put on their skin, I, I know their desperation from that because they think of all of these as adhesive. And obviously, if the things are coming apart, you need more glue. I sometimes will tell those people to take off their pouch, get in the shower, and gently wash their skin with a washcloth and pat it dry so that they can go back to square one and start from the beginning with fewer products because they've often um, eliminated the um, adhesive effectiveness of the wafer because there's so many products between. And also, you know, if you do end up having to recommend the use of a ring or um, powder in a no-sting sealant, um, they might tell you, well, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Well, because you might have used all these other products and now we really want to use it the correct way. Maybe they were not using it correctly or they just had too many things on top. And so that can definitely be very uh, frustrating. What have you heard from your patients once their leakage is managed in regards to their quality of life? They are extremely pleased with the management of that and their quality of life is much improved. Sometimes they've been a bit traumatized by leakage if it's gone on for a long time, and they're fearful that it will happen again. But um, basically, they are very happy to um, have this managed. Um, in 
looking at these patients, I also try to be sure and give them some leeway. I'm going to make a recommendation, suggest some things to them to try to help with it and back off on the accessory products. But I do try to tell them that if what I have recommended isn't working for them, they may try to increase or decrease products as needed. I think um, it's important in this um, leakage issue to try to um, improve their empowerment over the care of their stoma because they feel very much at the mercy of the stoma when they've experienced a lot of leakage. Absolutely. Have you seen an increase or a decrease in leakage over the years? That's a tough question. Um, I have not seen um, a decrease which is a little surprising considering the variety of, of products and the great improvement in products we've seen over the years. But I think part of the problem with that is uh, that patients are um, having the surgery and going home from the hospital very quickly. They're going home in a pouch that works well because they have a firm distended belly as a result of the surgery and they have an edematous stoma which sticks out more, more effectively for them. Then in the couple of weeks after surgery, the swelling in the belly goes down, creases and folds become apparent and the stoma becomes smaller and perhaps flatter um, than it was before. So I think that's one reason we're not overall seeing a decrease, but I do think that with the variety, particularly of convex wafers that we now have from um, all the work that industry does to produce these, uh, we have a lot better options for solving that leakage problem. In my early years of doing this, I did home health with a woman who had had an ostomy for more than 30 years and had completely raw skin in a huge area around her ostomy, had never had a night where she didn't have leakage. And she had become so discouraged in the 50s and 60s um, that she, um, the, the years in the 50s and 60s, that she had given up trying anything else and had very poor management. So we certainly don't see those kind of horror problems that we used to see when people used um, less effective supplies and uh, weren't able to get help. Absolutely. Um, in closing, can you talk about overall why managing leakage is so vital to a person with an ostomy's quality of life? Obviously, anytime a person has any sort of body waste that is not well managed, they have a poorer quality of life. They certainly feel more conspicuous um, socially. They feel more embarrassed by the way their body functions and um, as a consequence are likely to withdraw from their usual activities and not engage in those kinds of things that make our quality of life better. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us professional.